All right, leading us off, we're going to go to Afternoon Drive. It's going to be Nick, and it's Dustin, and Dustin throws out an interesting idea for your brownies. Fields has been railroaded there. Yeah. And mostly because of people and trolls on social media mm-hmm. that want to react in the moment based on poor performance. And if you don't win games, and they've had, he's been through a zillion coaches there, zillion OCs, like it's not conducive to him having success. If they trade him, he's going to go somewhere and ball out. He'll have to trade him to the right place. Like if yeah. they trade him to a place where they can put him in. Like I'd rather a, have him in Cleveland. Yeah. Huh? I'd rather have him, him than Deshaun Watson. One more time. I would rather have Justin Fields than Deshaun Watson. Okay. Justin Fields has a way better contract. He's got two more years on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Deshaun, based off of the injury, I'm super concerned he's going to come back and be 100% healthy. If I knew Deshaun were going to be healthy, that'd be a different story. But, like, you're paying this guy $200 million. He's got a glenoid fracture. We don't know if the guy's ever going to play again. I wonder how many Browns fans would take that deal. Yeah, you watched Justin Fields last night. He had the two fumbles. Uh, Justin Fields and Josh Dobbs combined for 380 yards. One touchdown, four interception, two fumbles, sacked five times. Welcome to primetime football. It was not a fun watch for either party. I don't think he's going to stay with the Bears long term. And I do think after this year, he's going to get traded somewhere else and he will be a good quarterback. I think it's going to end up being a Baker Mayfield type thing for him, where he goes to a different team, and depending on what team he ends up with, will probably depend on what type of success he has or doesn't have. I've said all this season, if Baker Mayfield ended up in Kyle Shanahan's system, Baker Mayfield would be winning a Super Bowl this year. Where you end up sometimes really does make a big difference. And in Kyle Shanahan's system, for instance, I think Baker Mayfield would have just been absolutely golden. He didn't end up there, didn't end up in a bad situation, but didn't end up there, and here we are. Justin Fields in, a, in the right situation. Getting somebody that knows what to do with that talent. And and being able to utilize the run game with him in a way that Chicago hasn't really done on a consistent level. They've held him back in two ways. They did not find a way to utilize his Lamar Jackson-ness that he has. And being able to be one of the best runners of the football we've ever seen at the quarterback position. And they don't let him throw the ball downfield. Good things happen when they let you throw the ball downfield. They don't let him throw the ball downfield. He's going to be happy to be out of Chicago. I don't know where he'll end up. It will not be here, but it's an interesting thought. All right, next up, it's going to be Lima. It's going to be Ken as the two of them discuss an accident in the Lima household. Baby Izzy is one, right? She is 15 and a half months. Yeah, she don't know nothing. No. So you said she's starting to say some words. Which she's is already cute. broken three different ornaments. One was my favorite, the Ohio State snow globe. No. One, and I started crying because <sighs> here's why. It had nothing to do with Ohio. It was just that it. I was thinking that she was going to grow old with this ornament. And she took it right off the tree, took it right into the kitchen. And then I heard Sarah scream and then clean it up. And Sarah didn't care. She was like, oh, and I'm like, I literally had just thought that she was going to grow old with that, and this was going to be something we share forever, and it's gone. Can you can you get another ornament? I don't know where it came from. I have no idea. All right, if anybody out there, uh, you're not saying this, I am. No. If anybody out there knows how he can get a hold of an Ohio State snow globe ornament. It was. It was no, so No, because I got nice. an idea. She's so young, she don't know any better, so you don't even have to do it. And then if you get another snow globe ornament, 
just put it high enough on the I tree know, so she idiot. can't touch the damn so, thing. So her her grandmother did say you have to put dummy ornaments on the bottom. I never thought about that. And I have a nine-month-old. I probably should have thought about that. But, you know, I'm in a interfaith relationship. And so the Christmas side of things comes down to whether or not I want to put them on there because I'm I'm Catholic. So oh, we got to mention the bench out there. The the Catholic stuff, the Christmas is on me, and so I got to figure that out. And I I wasn't going to do it this year. And the more and more I thought about it within the context of this conversation, I'm going to put the tree up. I'm going to put it up, and I, I'm thinking about all the years that I was single and I was in different spots, whether I was in Montana or Wichita or the early part of me being in Cleveland or Houston. And you know what? Sometimes a Christmas tree just really good for the soul. I don't even think you have to be Catholic to just recognize that a Christmas tree can be fun sometimes. And so I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put it up, and I'll make sure because of this conversation that I put zero ornaments on the tree. I got one of those trees that's fake, and it kind of like once you plug it in, it lights up and does different things. So I'm going to do that. And if you're single out there and you're listening to this right now, best piece of advice I can give you, put up that tree. Make sure you put up that tree. It'll make you smile. I promise you. No one has a bad time once the tree is up. And that includes you too, Michael Bohm. You want to put up that tree? Put up that tree. Nobody's stopping you. I promise you. All right, next up. Baskin and Phelps on the news that Hugh Jackson has been fired from Grambling State. Oh, no, I'm still grumpy at him. Why? Yeah, why are you grumpy with him? So remember when he joined us after it was all said and done? He was talking about the book that never got released and... He hopped on our show, and we yeah. had a lovely conversation. And with it was him. nice of him to do that. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Well, our buddy Terry Pluto wrote up a story about that that he released on Sunday. And I'm sitting there on Sunday morning with a bowl of cereal and a cup of coffee. Ooh. Raiders of the Lost Ark is on. Oh, nice. I'm invested. Always all right? good. This Always is a, good. This is a great morning. Yeah. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. It's Hugh Jackson. And he's on wait the phone Wait a second. Wait a second. Ding. No, that's yes. a reverse ding. No, ding. No, that's Good. a reverse. Hugh Jackson called you. He didn't want that. I didn't want that. Doesn't matter if you wanted it or not. You're just saying Hugh Jackson called you. Ding. Okay. By Give the way, yourself a ding, and then we can move forward. No, forward. no, no, no. We'll leave it to the people on uh, on the X. At CLE Talking Heads, Hugh Jackson calling you. Is that a ding, or is that just a hindrance in life? That's a ding. Please let us know. We'll cover it in the next segment. Anyway, he's complaining to me, wanting to get the editor for Terry Pluto's article so that he can proceed to light him up. So, so now I'm trying to watch Raiders. So he's asking you to put to you put in, to me put in touch with in touch with Terry, ed- editor so PD. that Terry can put him in touch with the. Oh, it was just ridiculous. As he's yelling at me throughout the entire thing, and I'm and like, you had nothing to do with it. Hugh, the boulder's going down. I really want to watch this. Like, come on, man. I just want to switch out cereal. the statues. Right. You're ruining Raiders, man. Shut up. You've ruined enough of my Sundays. Give me this one. How many Raiders could he have ruined? Thank you. I was going to go there myself. Uh, well you. well done, Andy Baskin. That's a darn good one. Although he was 8-8 eight eight in Oakland. So did he really ruin And that's know. how Hugh Jackson ruined one of my Sundays in the middle of the summer. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. Poor baby. Well, I'm sorry that he lost his job. And I, I mean that sincerely. Yeah, I don't ever want anybody to lose his job. I mean that sincerely. Couple good lines from Baskin in there. I like the Raiders line, obviously. I think he is right. That's a story told because you want the ding to happen. But I think it's a ding and it's a hindrance. It's a great story in total because Hugh Jackson, that would be a hindrance. Hugh Jackson calls me up tomorrow. I'm not excited by it. Now he calls me up here on 92.3 The Fan. 
I'm pretty excited about it because we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty football of everything, and we're going to find out if he still eats Chipotle every single day, like people have told me for years on end. We're going we're to find out some answers from Hugh Jackson. None that would make a difference in anybody's life. I would, I really, I would just want to know what was going through his mind as he, as he shook Baker Mayfield's hand and said, congratulations on being named the backup quarterback on Hard Knocks. That's what I want to know. But, hey, DJ Zone. Him being out of the job can only be good for the prospects of him being on Baskin and Phelps and other various shows, and I'm here for it. Because say what you want about Hugh, I've never met somebody that accomplished less but believed in themselves more than Hugh Jackson. And for that, I thank him. That's a very Tosh.0 way to go there. And for that, we thank you. All right, next up, Nick and Dustin on drinks. Can I just throw one in here? He just made fun of you for being in college. Old-fashioned chocolate milk, guys. Uh, yeah, and it's it's the it's the fattiest version of it. Don't care, dude. I I have I have gotten a what's a half gallon I, I think for you my gotta, children. I think you got to get it out of the carton though. Yes, yes, no. And here's the thing: it tastes different out of the what would you call it? The, jug. The, yeah, I mean the jug. Yeah, I'm saying the, you drink out of the jug. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Also, someone else tweeted about this, and, I, and they're dead right. Mm-hmm. When you go to the refrigerator in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and just like grab a bottle of like orange juice, apple juice, whatever it is, yeah. and just drink out of the bottle, it tastes way better. Yeah, no, 100%. Why is that? Why is it? Is it because you're thirsty? That's why you, you took yourself from your bed. You had to be so thirsty that you went from your bed all the way down to the stairs or wherever your kitchen is. And then you open up the fridge, and then you pulled out the drink, and then you drank it. So it, it could have been anything, and you would have thought it was awesome. It's like when you're hungry, and the only good thing around is, you know, vegetables or something that isn't the funnest thing in the world to eat. All right, hey, these they, they put this cheese with broccoli now. It tastes fantastic, right? You're like, oh, this is good. Where did this come from? How is asparagus my favorite thing in the world right now? I love asparagus. Anytime I order steak, it's always asparagus at the side. But you get the point. When you're hungry, when you're thirsty... Yeah, things taste much better. That's got to be the only reason why. There's nothing about the drink that fundamentally changes. All right, next up, Ken and Lima on Miles Garrett potentially not playing this weekend. It's still never easy to win in Denver. I mean, they did beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They did beat the Buffalo Bills. But it would have been a different story. You are down, guys. So your coaching staff's job has been extra hard this year, which is why I've been giving Stefanski so much credit. Well, the injuries the injuries are different now. Like they, I think they've changed all of our perspective of what's to come. But I felt better about the Rams game than I did the Denver game. I really did. I, I felt, hey, the more controlled environment, you're out of the mountains there. But, you know, people go up to the mountains, and all of a sudden there's problems there. I mean, you, it's hard to win them. Just it because it's just so different from yeah, anything else. The reason else. I told you yesterday off the air, I don't know if I said on the air that I, I thought this was going to actually be tougher. Is if Denzel Ward can't play, if Miles is limited or doesn't play, and we don't know the answer to that, we won't know till the end of the week, maybe until Sunday. That is a that is an offense that has layups. They have so many layups built in that so many teams don't have. Mm-hmm. Where if you don't get a pass rush they are going to move the ball up and down the field against you. Mm-hmm. And now they have a running game. That running back is a stud. I mean, he had 148 yards last week. Now you're showing, you showed somebody like Sean McVay 
in in how many games this season that there are ways to attack that's, on the ground. That's what makes and Sean, that makes me really nervous. That's what makes Sean McVay different and Kyle Shanahan different because I think a lot of people are focused on call plays, call plays, call plays, call plays. I'm like, nah, he they actually they got culture. They they coach. I think Lyman's right. Of all the weeks to have Miles out, this one would be the worst if you were to choose because Sean McVay will be able to find a way around it. And Matthew Stafford, now every quarterback under pressure is different than not under pressure, obviously. But Matthew Stafford is not like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow gets under pressure, he takes the sack, and then he keeps things moving. Matthew Stafford under pressure is way different than Matthew Stafford not without, uh, with, excuse me, with no pressure. Matthew Stafford last week had zero pressure. He got one sack. That was it. Taken down once. He threw four touchdowns, passer rating in the 120s. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. We need a pass rush. I think I still think even without Miles, we'll have one. But obviously, Miles is a big, important part of that. All right, what's next for Ohio State and who should make the college football playoffs? Nick Wilson, Spencer German have all the answers during their podcast. Subscribe to Sons of the Shoe in the Odyssey app, 923thefan.com, or wherever you get your podcast. What type of defense is this without Miles Garrett? Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider. We'll answer that and more next. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on the fan.